happened hey it's wednesday june 7th thanks for tuning into another week from the podcast that gives you the most honest viewpoints on the week's hottest sports topics it's episode 100 of the chasing points podcast boo, boo, boo. brandon's chugging uh ipa right now it's- <laughs> did you just plug an ad like an unsanctioned ad just now brandon yeah pretty much wow yeah hey guys we made it it's episode 100 and i thought uh Hayes, there's no other way to celebrate 100 episodes on this great earth of ours than to have our two favorite guests here, Dame and Harrison, back to the program. What's up, my friends? What's up? Hello. hello. Honored to be on number 100. I think I've been on five out of maybe 100. So you're immortalized. Really yeah, you guys. You, you, there's, that's the reason your name is second behind that. Wow, you guys been on the most uh, out of anybody that we've had on. So, yeah, we couldn't do this without you guys coming on. And, uh, you know, we we enjoy your presence here. Uh, I normally talk shit, but I'm not going to in this occasion because I appreciate oh. you guys for real. So, so thank you because it's episode 100. Don't feel, don't make those faces. Oh. You guys are real. See, you're trying to push me towards that. And I'm not going to do it. Brandon's I'm not going to do it. Like- just Mm-mm. the antagonist. It feels it like just, a trick. I just sit. I just, anyway, you, I just sit anyway, quietly. Thank you. Got okay. a lot to talk about in this episode, guys. NBA Quiet. Finals is going on, tied up at one. There's huge golf news that had me saying, "What? Wait, what?" <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah. more uh, more in the baseball world and and NFL as well. But we're going to start with the the NBA Finals, as I just mentioned, after Sunday's game two in Denver. The Series is all tied up uh, tomorrow, or when you're listening to this, Wednesday night, 8.30's Game 3 in Miami on ABC. Uh, Sunday was, you know, at one point just looked like Denver was was in cruise control, and then uh, some calls and some, you know, hot play by Miami, and uh, they ended up taking, taking the W. Gabe Vincent had 23, Hemi Butler. What did he get tagged? What what is he trying to get copyrighted? Something like Hemi Hemi, Hemi Butler. Hemi Butler. Twenty one points, nine assists, mm-hmm. and Bam had twenty one and nine. Oh yeah, that guy uh, Nikola Jokic, forty one and eleven. No big deal. Only four assists. I don't know why that's a problem, but anyway, thoughts on the feats. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> thoughts whoa, on the whoa. series so far, guys. You said all those names. You said all those names, and you forgot the leading scorer in that game. The undrafted assassin, no, Gabe no. Vincent. He said it. Yep. Yep. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. So if I didn't hear it, I didn't hear it. I said it. Okay. Roll the tape. Put some more. We need more. We need more. We need more. Need more. We need more of that. Because that we're not going to walk past that performance of this young man. I didn't. I gave them right after Jimmy Butler. Loud. 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 I do it louder. hear me. I wasn't talking. I wasn't <laughs> didn't talk. Dave, didn't talk. Let's go episode 100. Okay, you see? Here we go. We're here. We're here. We're here. Since I named you first, uh, what, I, I'm just going to skip Hayes on this one. What's your uh, thoughts on uh, Game wow. 2 and the series so far? Dave, I'll start with you. Listen, honestly, that Game 1 had me nervous because I, I said Heat in 6, and I was going to go on our group chat and unsend my message. <laughs> but because that first one didn't look good. But the second game was great. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. When they were down, I left. I turned everything off. Mm. Then my dad texted me. He was like, you need to come back up here. <laughs> so good performance. Gabe is a showed out. I, everyone contributed. I don't know that they could do that for like three more games straight. Jokic having 41 and the L is kind of crazy. But I don't know, man. I was kind of shocked. Yeah, it's uh, definitely I, – I did the same thing. I, I – was watching something else and I was getting the alerts on my phone. Like what? Oh, okay. Uh, what are you two doing? It's the NBA finals. Why are you turn it off? Cause sometimes there's well, no hope, man. And at one point, Jimmy Burr was like, it was like, I think it said six for 15 or 20. I was like, this no, is not going to work out. Yeah. yeah. Bro. Okay. Yoke, he had 41. What else was I supposed to think was going to happen? Well, let, me, <laughs> let me ask you guys this uh, as, as fans of sports and have watched, uh, the Heat in a position like this before when fans left the stadium that they paid to go and they missed one of the greatest finishes ever. And you guys are now a part of that for this series. Why the hell did you guys leave? That I, we came back. 
Did you watch game one? You're lucky you have tickets to the re-entry. It's a network game. Come There's on, a lot man. of commercials. I missed like maybe five minutes of action. Uh, anyway, right, Harrison, I, what's I up? Leave. Harrison was there. He was leave. locked in. I didn't leave, oh. but I still oh. think it's Nuggets in six. Like I, I thought the Heat shot the lights out. I thought a lot of things went their way. I just. I said it before to Dame, before the series started, like, I want the Heat to win. I just don't see any way or route for them to win when you have Jokic on the other side that's dropping 40, 10, and 10. And that was the problem this last game. He only had four assists. So if he can find a way, which he will, to get everyone involved again and get his assist numbers back up, I don't see how the Nuggets don't win by 5 to 10-plus each game. So just a math problem, that is. Like, it's just a problem for the Heat. Um, and I, I just can't see them getting over that hump, which is Jokic. So I agree with you because that was exactly what I said to Sam, but I had him in five. So I said, I want the heat to win. Uh, but it is exactly that is you stop what they did. And that was kind of one of my key factors before the series started. It says it was essentially that do you let Jokic get his points and then try to stop everybody else? Because the real head of the snake is Jamal Murray in that case. Like if Jokic is going to get his no matter what. If you stop Jamal and then stop Jokic from his assists, because that's, as we know, he's the best, one of the best passers in the league, if not the best passer in the league. If you stop that, everything stops. And that's what happened in game two. But to your point, Harrison, I don't think that can last for quite some long. With somebody that talented, that's a former two-time MVP, you're not going to stop him for a whole series from doing that, period. Yeah, yeah, I just think. I, I have a I question. Think their X factor is their defense. Like the heater, they he hit a lot of shots that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they can continue to hit shots, maybe it goes seven. But still, like the Nuggets offense is prolific, and even against yeah. the Heat's, Heat's defense is really, really good. Nuggets are still getting what they want. Before you say you're going to say, Dame Michael Porter Jr. is not going to play the way that he just played in game two like that yeah. for the rest of the series. So that's. They got lucky on that one. I'm, I don't even want to say they got lucky. The Heat play Heat ball. Dame and I had a, a full blown conversation. The Heat play different, and I will continue to say this. These last two teams play team basketball. Out of everybody in the league, they play as one cohesive unit, and they don't care who gets the points. They just want to win. But, Dame, you were going to say something. Yeah, my question was going to be, I think the score of game, what was it, like 104 to 93 or something like that? that, Wasn't that close? 104 to 93. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right? So my question is, with all that happened in game one and how bad it looked at times and how bad, like, Jimmy Butler and Bam shot, is that, like, with all they withstand, is the Heat really, can they do it? Because they weren't, to me, with all I saw, I felt like in that first quarter, that first, second quarter, it should have been down, like, 25, and it never happened. So are we undervaluing the Heat is really my question. We've been doing it it the whole time. Because the Nuggets – the Nuggets fired on all cylinders. I think they'll hang around and hang around. I don't think any game will be particularly a blowout. I just think when it comes down to it at the end, they just don't have the offensive firepower that the Nuggets do that will kind of push them to Like It'll be similar. Like, it'll be like a 10, 15-point game. They'll claw back. They'll just keep fighting. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't give up. That's that's why they're at this point. Mm -hmm. But I just think when it comes down to it at the end of the game, like, even game two, like, the Nuggets almost stole that. Like, and the Heat were playing really well. The Nuggets still almost brought it to three with, like, 40 yeah. seconds left and weren't playing that well. Yeah. So, and and to an um, earlier point, yeah. too, the Nuggets dropped 108, and KCP had six points, and Michael Porter Jr. had five. So, you know, yeah, th- those are guys that usually score a lot more mm-hmm. points and have a lot more of a role in this game. And I think, you know... I, last episode we referenced it Hayes went on this like five minute diatribe about how much he loves the heat and then he ended with <laughs> nuggets and five so I think we all I think we all kind of feel the same way where we really like this heat team and throughout this whole playoff run starting with the playing game they're not still supposed to be here uh, Jimmy on a bum ankle and right, you know right. uh, just inconsistent play and then huge play from undrafted dudes it's like you know it's a testament to still be here they lost the first playing game to the hawks yeah Yeah, i was just about to go there yep we remember you were on here when we were talking about the play-ins you said the nets weren't going to make it there just had to remind everybody that because harrison's back um and then the heat got in and then and the nets got in as well too the heat i mean nets were actually a playoff team technically 
per game. And then the Heat got into the playing games, right? So here we are, to your point, Dame, that you asked before, are we undervaluing them? I think every single person outside of Miami Heat fans were undervaluing them from the jump. <laughs> so here we are with a team that doesn't care, with guys that have been uh, thrown to the curb, uh, undrafted, released from teams and saying, you know what, whatever, we're just going to do what we got to do. And they are just a gritty team. No matter what we do or hear, they're, they're going to, to Harrison's point, they're going to fight tooth and claw to the end. And that's all that you can ask for from a team if you're, if you're a coach. So it's just going to be a good series. And I'm 100% sure it's going to be a lot of back and forth, but yeah, still I nuts and nuggets of five. Six or five, it's like the games will be good, but it'll be over quicker than we want it to be. Like I would love yeah. for it to go seven. I just don't see how. But I'm curious to see what Tyler Hero brings um, when he when he gets, comes back. I mean, he's not the greatest defender, so the Nuggets will find a way to abuse that if he can hit some shots. But then he's taking minutes away from Struce. Yep. So Struce, it, yep. I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if they can even fit him back in because the rotations get super short in the finals and. You know, it could be a chemistry mm-hmm. thing there, and you know, you don't want to go any any negative when you can't when you can't afford to. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably I probably won't even bring. I I probably leave Hero like he he comes in if somebody needs like some rest. Like if like if Duncan needs some rest, like you put him in to replace him at that point in time. But to your point, this chemistry that they've had leading up to this point, I don't want to mess that up. Like, don't. I'm, I'm, I know you're a great shooter, but you haven't been playing. Mm-hmm. And it's what is his wrist, yeah, right? His hand, broken hand. And the shooting hand, too. Yeah. Hand. I think, I, I think, understand. though, this is where yeah. excellent coaching comes mm-hmm. into play. I, if anyone is aware of the dynamic of their team, it's, it's Spo and, and of course, Pat yeah. Riley. So, you know, they're going to be mindful of that. And even if just heroes on the court, just being a decoy, if lack of a better term. Uh, he still never won coach of the year, and he is one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the NBA. Still has never won one. Make it make really? sense for me. Yes, really. I mean, maybe if they performed well in the regular season, he would get it. True. Yeah. <laughs> very true. That is very, very yeah. true. They're just like, oh, whatever. We get to the playoffs. It's like, all right, now we're going to play. I just feel we're like just he play got the raw end of the deal with, with the LeBron years because, like, he was important to – to those teams just as much as uh, D-Wade and Bosch and LeBron were. So, um, yeah, no, definitely. Well, we've seen LeBron teams with terrible coaches. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> a classic example. Like, even the LeBron years, he was he was pretty good, but he's definitely grown and gotten better and better. And then Pat Riley's just stuck with him, like, the chemistry-wise. And now the whole organization knows what their culture is, and it's evident. Because this team, talent-wise, shouldn't be where it is. But they are literally getting there off mm-hmm. chemistry and culture. Um, and that's why they're so fun and easy to root for. Um, and a major part of that is Spo. And, I mean, he should be there for however long he wants to be, just like Popovich at the Spurs. He's one of the best coaches in the league easily, hands down. You're right about that because the rumor is that um, Spo lifts with them. They do everything yep. together. It's not a lot of head coaches that's going to come in there and do that, like work out with the team, do all the team activities. They usually send the teammates to go figure it out. But when you got the coaches in there doing everything, like it's different. That's different. Kind of Sam, thing. before you go to the next part, the, the second, which Harrison neglected to do, the second most important part of that team is Udonis Haslam. So, Sam, you can go to the next part. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on, uh, okay. thoughts yeah. on officiating so far in uh, in the game, too. I, I referenced at the top two missed calls. <laughs> allegedly in game two was Jimmy out of bounds and uh yes that goaltending call on bam on a it was it was a goal uh, I agree I I <laughs> think too you know you you go on Twitter and it's like oh no but that's Twitter um any uh any thoughts on officiating so far in the series as we head back to Miami I think it goes both ways I mean they're gonna miss calls throughout the game um, it's not just one that decides it. Obviously, the ones that are later have definitely more of an effect, but there's missed calls throughout. Jimmy was out of bounds. They missed it, and that was the goaltender. The ball's on the way down. Um, every replay showed it. So, But, you know, it happens. It happens. I don't think it d- dictated the dictated the final result. It is what it is. All right, so uh, I agree. Before we move on to another NBA topic here, Dame, you said heat and six. Anyone else? Sticking with it. anyone yeah, else think the it. Heat nice. the Heat have this? Yeah. No, no. I still no. Yeah, and I love I, them. I love them too. I just think there's too much talent on Denver. Uh, 
I got to give Dame his respect. You see why they say Dame just go out there. You know, I respect you, Dame. No, I, I'm, 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 I love him and I'm loyal. That's why they say you should go for loyalty because love you don't, don't have mean to nothing. Be loyal when you're just picking, like you just, it's he's, logic. He's hey, saying you this. Say you love him, and then he's know. making this pick in a Miami Hurricane sweater. <laughs> just want everybody to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. Anyway, in, in other uh, in other news, Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, alluded to uh, before the NBA Finals that they've uncovered uh, a fair amount of new information uh, regarding Memphis Grizzlies shooting guard uh, or guard John Morant, um, and will make a decision. Shooting guard, I see what you did there. That not intentional, uh, definitely. Uh, no, seriously. Uh, anyway, new, uh, you know, Memphis Grizzlies star John Morant is still in, uh, suspended indefinitely by the team and has already served a what eight game suspension for, uh, you know, his uh, previous, previous situation. situation. Now he's he doubled down on it and uh. What do you guys? Nah, he 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 ain't double down on it. He quadrupled down on it. <laughs> he had the kid. He had the kid during the summer. That is the prospect, the high school prospect they had when they were in Indiana. The laser pointing. Then they had the uh, what was the other situation? That that was the next situation. And then this one. So down. you got four. quadruple down. Right. You know. Well, uh, what do you what do you guys uh, think about this situation? Or just in in general, the future of. John Morant in this league and and what kind of suspension uh you you think's looming here for uh for Ja. First first let's get it spicy. How many games is he getting suspended for? 52. 52. I mean, oh, I mean, okay. Half half the season. Okay. I feel Sam? like yeah. I I I agree. I think it's going to be a lot. I think half the season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't want to subscribe to the full season. I don't think that'll be it. But I think I've heard them talking about 20 games and flirting around with that. I think Adam Silver wants to prove a point. I, I sat down with yeah. you once. We spoke. You said it was good, and then you came and did this again. Now I got to show you and the rest of the players what this is really about. And I think it's probably going to be half the year too, because I, I don't see anything less than that. I, if anything, it'd be more than that. If if I'm really really saying that, and that's unfortunate, but it, it is what it that's is. That's the key piece, and I've I've heard a lot of different opinions on this situation. Obviously, he really hasn't done anything, um, but no. the fact that he sat with the commissioner, who knows what was said behind those doors, but you know he he sat with him, mm -hmm. and and it happened again, and he was already suspended. What ten percent of of this season so yeah uh, you know it's probably going going to be a lot here um so we'll we'll see about that uh, i would i don't know why we have to wait till the end of the finals i i get like all right you don't want a cloud over the finals but just like news dump this thing when it's you know this is a cloud yeah like just waiting right. on it is a cloud. right and especially in nowadays it's like not even 24 hour media cycle. It's like 12 yeah. or less. So like just kind of get it out the way. That's what I mean. Find a, find a busy day, dump the news and, and, and that's it, you know, but yeah, we'll see here. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what, I, I know we've talked about this on, on several pods, this situation, but um, you know, here's one of the prolific scores and and players and and faces of this league and you know who knows what the what the future holds there but um you know we'll we'll see it's what disappointing. happens it's like you know in that draft class and it was like jaw and zion and then everyone was picking like oh no you know mm -hmm. zion's gonna get hurt or jaw's too small he's gonna get hurt i didn't think like zion would be hurt all the time and then jaw would have like gun problems all the time didn't think that was gonna happen so now yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. top two picks like that whole draft class like ah it's 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 crazy because it's not even like a difficult thing to control. Yeah. Like it's not that hard. Like you you're obviously allowed to have it, but just I don't understand why you just can't keep it out the yeah. camera. Like it's because these young on? kids just, are dumb <clears throat> and they want to put everything on social media. Uh, and it's this is where they need. Like he he must have a PR team because he went and did 
rehab, right, for that time after the first suspension to, to lessen that. He went and did that. So, I mean, that's that's cut from the celebrity playbook is you, you get into some situation, you go do rehab, you go away, you come back, I'm a better person type situation. I'm not going to touch on that if it really was a situation, but now it kind of looks kind of phony because it's like, what did you learn? What did you do? Now, I understand people that go to rehab, relapse, have all that situation like that, right? But now you come back and you're flaunting it on video with your boy and your boy tried to save you. He did try to save him. He dropped the, the phone. It was too late. Like you didn't have to pick that up. You could have waited until the phone was down because you clearly saw him with the phone and you could have done whatever you wanted to do after. So it's just like, who are you doing this for? Why are you doing this when you are literally one of the faces in the NBA and will be if you do the right thing because your your talent hasn't even reached the ceiling yet. And you're doing all this now and you're putting a cap on your talent. And and I'll I don't like to quote Stephen A too much, but he says something that I I've one hundred percent agree with. That a lot of people think that if Ja keeps going down this road, he might not be here on this earth anymore doing and flaunting all this stuff like that. Because you play these stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like psychological stuff. Like he's he's definitely have has like a self destructive personality. And like some people are like kind of like failures, but like some people just can't handle success. So it's like, yeah, you know, you never know what to do with mm-hmm. all the fame and fortune when it gets to you. And he clearly has that issue of just wanting to be. I don't know, normal or try to be able to do everything that anyone else can, but that's just mm-hmm. not the case. Like he just doesn't quite grasp the fact that he is a, a brand. Yeah. Here's a, and here's a kid that didn't get any offers, right. To play, to play college basketball yeah. and went second overall, went to Murray state. I don't know where Murray state is. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but you know, goes to Murray state second overall ahead of, the likes that was a pretty good draft class aside from Zion and you know Zion at the top RJ there was um uh, I say it's a great draft class and I forgot who's the kid the Cleveland drafted it was a good draft class and here he goes second overall <laughs> and uh you know it yeah it's life comes at you fast and just uh you know the hope that was a good draft Zion Ja RJ Barrett DeAndre Hunter Darius Garland Darius Garland there you go Jared Culver, Kobe oh, White, Jackson, Jackson Hayes, Rui Achimura, Cam Reddish, Cam Johnson, Tyler Hero. Yeah, that's a very good draft class. Yeah. So here's a kid, you know, from from zero to sixty, and uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, but just not handling it well. So so we'll definitely see what uh, what the future has in store and what what uh, the next steps and and the saga is. But um, you know, speaking of. I get I'm I'm referenced at the top in a moment literally that I was like, wait, what? Was this a mistake? And then it kept coming out. Uh the PJ tour, the DP World Tour, and Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, which is the acronym of PIF, but also Live Golf, have are now all combined basically to form a new collectively owned for-profit entity to ensure that all stakeholders benefit from a model that delivers <laughs> maximum excitement and competition among the game's best players. Okay. Um, the PGA tour took lives money. Uh, Harrison, start with you. What are uh, thoughts on, uh, on the news this morning? This, this is one of the wildest sporting things I've ever seen. Like ever seen. <laughs> So like all the the mumbo jumbo in that statement is just uh, a roundabout way to say uh, Saudi Arabia just bought the PGA Tour, like literally just bought an entire league. Like think like think about that. Like just imagine the NBA just being bought by China tomorrow, and no one leaks it out or nothing. Like that's what just happened. So uh, obviously Twitter, golf Twitter has been ablaze today. Um, it's going to continue to be a blaze. It's a wild, wild, wild story. I've never seen anything like it. Um, I guess the only comparative thing would, I guess Saudi Arabia has a, a majority of F1. Um, I don't know what they did with WWE. I think there's, I think they have it. I, I don't know. I don't follow. Yeah, they bought WWE. Yep. So, I mean, they bought a whole entire league. 
Um, not necessarily the players in it because they're all, you know, private contractors. Um, but I'm super curious to see what the schedule is going to look like, all, all the backlash to kind of partnering with Saudi Arabia, which the PJ Tour has been beating the drum about, you know, them being, you know, murderers and, uh, and very bad people and, and all this stuff, this, this marketing push they made for all their players to stay on the PGA tour. Now they just have to backtrack off that and say, no, nope, no, nope, yeah. they're great. We're, we love, we love their money. We love uh, combining with them and everything's going to be good. So, um, and then all the players inside of the organization that were fighting for the PGA tour, specifically Rory McIlroy, who's literally been the face of all of this now has to just be like, yeah, no, we're just going to all play nice now. So it is insane insane yeah yeah uh there there's a term uh that i'm sure all four of us have or it's gonna be five of us four of us i'm looking at sam's whatever there's a term that we've used money talks (laughs) and bullshit walks Mm -hmm. i'm it's just very profound it's 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 money rules all uh to harris's point of what the folks in saudi arabia are doing he he mentioned all the other ones he forgot one uh the football league that they have there where they're getting players like benzema and they're getting players like um offering messi and austin offering uh ronaldo Ronaldo, exactly half a billion dollars to come play for like three to four years just to get this league to pop off. So they are literally printing money. And now all these guys that have fought against it, Rory tiger saying he wasn't going to go there with all the accolades and the history of PGA and him being one of the faces, not going there. And then you have, the Phil Mickelson's on the other side <laughs> that are like, well, now here we, we try to tell you guys like this, this is going to happen anyway. <laughs> so you should have came over. And now here we are. Like, it's just, it's luckily they have enough money to, uh, I guess, maneuver around this PR essentially nightmare for all the statements that were put out against this. But I'm really curious to see how this is all going to pan out at the end of the day. Cause I mean, it's going to, it's it's going to expand the game of golf, but it's just really like dirty business. Like it's just really it feels yucky. It's cringe worthy. It's very yucky. When, when the numbers are that high, there is no clean business. Yeah, I I want I'm so like curious what that purchase, number is. Like, like for them to just for the PJ Tour to do a complete 180, like that number has to be ridiculous. But also like just you know. They had lawsuits, lawsuits on lawsuits. Mm-hmm. I'm super curious what was in the PGA Tours, like, closed books because they're a non-for-profit that made them say, yeah, we don't want these books open. We don't want people to know what's going on. <laughs> That's true. In Harrison, clearly in this, they, they made it clear that this is a for-profit yeah. entity. So they were non-for-profit PGA. This is a for-profit entity. So that's a very yeah, valid point. It, it's... It's kind of like the the Saudis just achieved what they wanted, right? Like Live was never yeah. meant to be profitable. Obviously, they were on YouTube and the W, like WB, <laughs> whatever that the CW, whatever that channel is called now. <laughs> and you know, no one was watching. They were paying everyone they could millions of dollars, but they they achieved what they want. They're going to, they're essentially will make a new exclusive investment and retain exclusive rights to make further investments, including the opportunity to refuse any capital that may be invested. Like they, they own, own the PGA tour now. Um, and it's just <laughs> wild. And I think, you know, to, to your point earlier, Harrison, like you got, and, and, and uh, Brandon, you have guys like Rory out there just getting beat up news conference after news conference and didn't take, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Phil got 200 million. What Dustin Johnson got 150 million. How much would Rory get? You know, how much would Tiger have gotten? And here they are like just protecting the, the shield, taking their lumps all for the PGA tour. And then, you know, that's it. And, uh, you know, the, the players, even, uh, Greg Norman found out on Twitter, like, and was called <laughs> minutes before the news dropped. So like it's the commissioner of yeah. yeah. So it's you know talk about it's wild, man. Like 
I heard, you know, Tiger was supposedly a billion dollar deal. Rory would have been, yep. you know, close to that. And they just didn't take the money. And now they're just sitting here with nothing. And all their friends are back saying hello and um, taunting. And, you know, it, it's really messy. That's who I feel bad for is Rory. Like he, he, <laughs> he stood up for the PJ tour and now has nothing to show for it, but just like bad PR. So it's like, it's really, really, it's gross. Rory going to cry in the car. Rory go cry in the car. I, I I'm telling you right him, now. I can see him just kind of saying, "You know what? I'm I'm done speaking with all this stuff. I'm not doing any more media. I'm yep. going to play golf." Like, yep. And that probably is yep. a good way for him to go, um, and just kind of let this, let this like just pan out and suss out and see what happens. Because they're just gonna like schedules are staying the same this year. Um, then everyone can come back next year, or they're gonna combine schedules. It, I don't even know what it. No one knows what it looks like. What it's going to look like yet. But no, I mean, hopefully it's like, you know, excitement for the fans and there's different events and different kind of events. And, you know, I live product mm-hmm. wasn't good. Like no one watched it, but there were some good parts of it uh, aside from the sports washing. Like, you know, let's just put that on the table. Like this is all sports washing and all yeah. you know designed to get people to kind of forget all the atrocities that Saudi Arabia takes part in. Um, but you know, hopefully the product is good as a golf fan. Like, I mean, that's that's all you can really ask for. I, I don't know. It's just super sleazy. Yeah, that's yeah, nailed it there. <laughs> so the uh, you know unnamed new it's tour. All I mean, NBA's NBA's in China. It's just all it's all dirty money. Like, stop stop speaking for these. If I have advice for any athletes, stop speaking for these corporations. Just you know, stand on what you believe mm-hmm. in and play play the game. Yeah. I- I think Rory a couple of weeks ago was like, I'm done taking questions on this. And yeah. who knows if he got a heads up or he was just. I have to know. I have to think he, he knew something. He knew. Yeah, he knew something was coming. His whole demeanor yeah. changed like yeah. three, four yeah. weeks ago. Like after the Masters, like everything about him changed. Like he stopped really talking to the media about it. Like he stopped doing all this stuff. He's been in a rut. Like he's been horrible. Not horrible, but been off his game. So he had to have known something because uh, this is just. Mm-hmm. A wild, wild thing, and the fact didn't leak. It didn't leak is even wilder. It just came out like oh, true. true. Hey, we're emerging. <laughs> like, what are you yeah, talking that, about? Hey, the U.S. Open was a couple. You weeks having fun ago. on your the Players Championship, right? It was a couple weeks ago, and everyone uh, yeah, was there, yeah. and you know, yeah. yeah. PJ was last week. PGA, Brooks right. kept the one. He's a, he's a live yeah. guy, you know, and no one was saying anything there. Everyone was like, should Brooks Kepka be on the Ryder Cup because he's with Liv? And like everyone was basically fighting each other about that. Like no one had any inkling of this. Like it was, it's, can't believe That's it. a hard thing That's to crazy. do, though. That's a hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah. The NDAs are strong. <laughs> the NDAs are strong. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I guess if you want to do a deal, do it on we'll a golf course. That's a lesson. Yeah. True, true. Well, that's that's the truth. <laughs> that is very very true. Well, uh, guys, that's that's it for uh, part one of this podcast, episode one hundred of the Chasing Points podcast. Thank you so much for for joining us, Harrison and Dame. Uh, always welcome. You guys rock. Absolutely happy to be here. So we'll be back uh, right after this, part two of our podcast. Stay tuned. All right, and we're back. Thanks so much to Dame and Harrison for joining us on our 100th episode. Dude, I can't believe we've made it 100 episodes. Uh, I can't believe I've tolerated you for 100 episodes. That's the, uh, I can't believe you tolerated me for 100 episodes. So, yeah, I, it's, it's, a, it's a feat, man. It's, it's cool. Obviously, you know, I've been here once before with the other pod, but to do this after we talked about it for quite some time and shelved it, and didn't talk about it and kind of like oh pandemic is here and let's let's try stuff yeah let's let's do it it now we got all the time in the world um yeah sam um i'm very very thankful you said yes and i'm very very thankful that we can do this and continue to grow this for sure i appreciate i think the exact text i sent you was hey so i have a microphone and some time how about that podcast we talked about so yeah thank you i was ready yes sir everyone will Everyone along the way, thanks so much for uh, making us part of your week and your sports uh, intake for the week. So still a lot to talk about in uh, the second part of our 100th episode here. So I guess we'll uh, move along to the, the MLB, Major League Baseball. Yes. It's, uh, we're, in, uh, we're in June, 
two months into the seasonal lot going on. So I'm going to update my power rankings here. This is two weeks. I hope in you a row. brought some more energy with this power rankings. I hope you brought Let's some go. power behind your voice to get this power ranking through. Let's go. All right, ready? Number five at thirty-seven and twenty-two. Last week they weren't even in the top five, and I but I mentioned them. You mentioned them. Yep, they're here. The O's, Baltimore Orioles. They cannot be stopped. I think they've they had a little bit of a rough week, but at thirty-seven and twenty-two, they have the I think the third best record in baseball. I just you know I don't quite buy yet. I. I probably imagine they're going to look at some pitching come trade deadline, but I, I don't know how much you know about Adley Rushman, the star catcher for uh, the Orioles, the number one overall pick a couple years ago. He's no look him he's, up. He's the man. Okay. And uh, they've been waiting for him a long time and, and he's here. He's uh, almost one rookie of the year last year too. So they're at number five. Uh, it's weird to say, cause they've been so bad for so long, but there they are. Our Yankees number four here. 36 and 25 last week. I had them fifth, fourth this week, but you know, they go to the West coast, three games against Seattle, three games against the Dodgers, and they take two or three in both series. And, uh, you know, big go ahead home runs from, from Anthony Volpe in both series. Aaron judge broke a wall, might've broke his toe. I don't know, but, uh, prayers to the wall. Um, that was, that was a hell of a, a catch and just, uh, you know, he's he he definitely puts it all on the line there. But you know, they're they're getting healthier. Sevy looks good. Nestor's going on the IL now, but hopefully Rodon's back. Um bullpen looks good. So I, I saw faith in this this Yankee team and I think they'll be standing when it's all said and done. Uh Braves, number three. Last week I had him too. Had a little bit of a, a rough week too, but this this team is doing it despite all of the injuries that they have, especially on their pitching staff and uh, their offense is getting it done too. And, and Ronald Acuna is right now the MVP in the national league. We've, we, I think we talked about it last week, how much we love this guy. And we've been talking about it for a hundred episodes now. So not more to be said there, uh, you know, despite all the injuries, they're dangerous. And this is really weird to say, and I, but I can't deny it much like the number one team, the Texas Rangers, 39 and 20 Hayes last week. I had them three the week before I, I don't even remember, but this team cannot be stopped offensively. They're getting great pitching efforts from, from guys like Nathan Avaldi and, and even no Jacob DeGrom, which we'll talk about in a second. This, uh, the offense is clicking. The defense is clicking. They have a, a nice stadium where balls fly. Um, so they're, they're still a problem and 43 and 19, the race, uh, this team's really good, um, and uh, that's all I got to say there. I, their pitching. Is I gotta great. give you an AEO for the balls flying. Um, but yeah, continue, continue. Hey, <laughs> that's it. The Rays number one. I'm not gonna talk about anymore. I'm done. No, I'm just kidding. What do you think? Top five power rankings as of, well, I guess Monday night, uh, June top five, 5th. Top five, top five. I like top it. Five. I like it. Um, I, I. I hope Carl. Uh, I see. I was gonna say, I hope Randone doesn't give me Carl Pavano vibes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it didn't, it's not starting off great. But I mean, he's got time to turn that around. Uh, with Sevi coming back is great. Uh, the Orioles got a bunch of young pups. We talked about it last week when they were on the outside looking in of your top five. They. It's so crazy that two divisions that my teams are in in sports meaning the AFC the NFC East and the AL East are essentially the cream of the crop in their whole conference right i'm i'm watching every team from top to bottom in the AL East and they are all in the top 10 of baseball right now for the AL which is wild Sam to think about that I'm looking at all the other teams like the Yankees are going to go up against the White Sox and we once <laughs> I once had them in the World Series and they have not panned out to do any of that uh but it, it just seeing how these teams are uh it, it's wild to see that these this whole division technically could make the playoffs right I, I think there's yeah there's a chance the Red Sox in the in the east are are five and a half back of the wild card mm -hmm. uh and they're at 500 they're 30 and 30 okay uh they the, for just for reference as you mentioned uh the twins lead the central they're 31 and 29 
So they're a game up on the Red Sox again in fifth place. And the Rangers, uh, it looks like, uh, you know, that the West is shaping out to be pretty, uh, pretty good too. that the angels are above 500 the Astros are 36 and 24. And we just mentioned the Rangers. So yeah, just uh, every team in the, in the East is over 500. And I think this is uh definitely, if I didn't mention it last week, um, we talked about in the off season, how they, they change the schedules around. So there's more parity and, you know, division rivals aren't playing each other 19 times. I think it's 12 times now. So now you get to play, teams that you hardly play and i think that's only going to uh, be an advantage for the good teams because they get to go to the nl central and beat up on the bad teams and they get to go beat up on the rockies and and you know the the poorer teams that uh, offensively and and pitching wise so i think it's just going to be a benefit for the better teams in the long run sam breaking news breaking news jacob Degrom is out for the season whoa Breaking news. He is out for the season. Oh, man. Yes. So he will have Tommy John surgery. He is out for the season. And where he's sitting here talking about the Rangers, Sam had it on the list to talk about Jacob deGrom. And as we are talking, we get the news that he is out for the season and will have to get Tommy John surgery. Ooh. That is huge because... I feel like on the second half, in the second half of baseball, the Rangers would have needed a guy like him. Okay. And they obviously spent a ton of money to get him and come there. And he obviously hasn't been able, he hasn't been able to touch the mound at all yet this year, correct? No, he's pitched. He Are last he pitched, pitched okay. on the 28th of April, though. Okay. okay. So, yeah, I had this in, in the rundown, as you just mentioned. I guess we'll just, you know, it makes sense to get to it right now. He mm-hmm. was transferred to the 60-day IL, meaning he couldn't come back until the end of June. And it was probably just a procedural thing. But mm-hmm. um, Chris Young, the GM, former pitcher in, in baseball, said uh, that he hasn't improved as quickly as we hoped. And we kind of touched on it last week, too, like, are we even going to see this kid again? 34 years old, signed a $185 million deal. Remember, he wanted that fifth year that the Mets weren't going to touch. And this is this is probably why. he's, Despite having two Cy Youngs and being one of the best pitchers of our generation, this has been uh, a cloud over his head, the injuries for the last couple of years here. When he pitches... Yeah, it's I'd put him out. up against anybody. Yeah, but the problem out. is he can't stay on the mound. And now, uh, yeah, as you just mentioned, the Rangers are in a uh, space they have not been in in a long time, and they are not going to have one of the best pitchers in baseball uh, leading their rotation now. So, you know, uh, it's, I'm sure that was a, I'm sure that was in the back of the players' heads. Like, you know, we we're doing this right now, and we're getting this guy back. Like, you know. We're about to be out here dealing, and I'm 100% sure this is going to be a blow to their team. It might not be an immediate impact, and it might not be super detrimental because it seems like they have a solid team, but this is going to be a huge impact. But this is, if if you're a Mets fan, this is, you're probably breathing a sigh of relief. And I don't mean that they're wishing that uh, injury upon him. Is This is why they didn't want to go ahead and, and give a certain amount of money and why other teams didn't want to bankroll and give him this huge contract is because of his injury history. And it, as you said, it's a, a essentially a black crowd cloud <clears throat> looming over his head and he just can't get away from it. And it's unfortunate because he is a once in a generational talent, honestly. Totally. Um, yeah. This is the type of moves that teams like the Rangers need to make though, to get people to come. Yeah. And of he kind of downplayed, Degrom, we criticized him a little bit for just not going out and say, "Look, they believe in me. They gave me the most money." And sometimes that's just the answer. You got to do what's right for your family and whatnot. But um, you know, this is this is the price you pay for that risk. So yeah, prayers up to to Degrom because uh, uh, you're not going to see him the rest of this year. You're probably not going to see him next year. So what's that mean? He's going to be 36, 37 when he returns to the mound. Ah, man, that's that's a lot of money and that's a long time. So, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. But um, I highly doubt we see. We definitely aren't going to see the Jake Degrom that we're used to. That's no, for sure. No, um, it's unfortunate. 
it really truly is unfortunate because I do it, it's as a fan you're missing out on as I said a once a generational talent and uh, it sucks it really really sucks yeah. to to hear this news I, I looked at my phone flash and I was like what is this and then boom like that's it well while we're on the bad news in baseball bandwagon I guess we'll another at one time dominant pitcher that in this case may never pitch again Washington Nationals right-hander Steven Strasburg has quote severe nerve damage leading to doubts that he'll ever pitch again uh per the Washington Post uh the guy hasn't pitched in like three years he's 34 uh he had thoracic outlet syndrome which I don't know if you know what that is but it's nuts. no I don't yeah look it up um it's like they something between like your collarbone and like the space between your collarbone and your rib or something. I have, I have no idea what the hell's going on. Um, I'm not a doctor, uh, but he's pitched three and a half innings in three years since winning the World Series and winning World Series MVP. Oh yeah, and he signed a 245 million dollar contract that the Nationals didn't get insurance on. What's that mean, Hayes? That means they have to pay all of it. They couldn't find a uh, a comp an insurance company that would, um, you know, give them a deductible or a premium that wasn't very high because of his long list of injuries. So here we are, uh, you know, that they've always babied this pitcher historically. Uh, Strasburg uh, cut his innings down when he first came up, and it's always been a topic of conversation. Now there's. You know, we definitely aren't seeing the old Strasburg again, and by the looks of this, we're probably never we seeing Steven Strasburg again, yeah. on a mound again. Yeah. It's crazy. I just remember the the hype that came behind him when he came into the league or was coming into the league. Like I've never seen that much hype for one individual player in quite some time. Now, mind you, Sam, we've seen plenty of great players and pitchers uh, come in uh, post. And prior, I have never seen this type of hype for a, a pitcher, yeah, pretty much for quite some time. So, uh, it really, really sucks to hear that. I, I legit because I don't follow the Nationals like that. I legit thought he retired, but I just missed it because <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. him. Uh, but I, I obviously wish him the best of health, even if he doesn't pitch for the rest of life. I'm going to flat out say good for him that he has this contract and he's going to get this money. He's going to get paid. And uh, that's that's what happens for the Nationals. You took a risk. You even, as Sam alluded to, babied him into this. So you wouldn't have to you could have him for a long, uh, a long history with the Nationals, a long, uh, lengthy career with the Nationals. And it still didn't work out. Uh, so the moral of the story is let your players play when they're healthy and let them do what they have to do at that point in time. Uh, but in the business aspect of it, if he if he didn't get something guaranteed, the, the Nationals would have cut him in a heartbeat, yep. and he would have been gone. So I don't feel any type of remorse for the Nationals. I'm just going to be flat out. I could care less, but I'm happy for Strasburg for getting that. I just hope that he's not in like immense pain because it sounds like I mean, if he's he's got severe nerve damage, it might be super numb that he might not even feel it at all, or or he has consistent pain. So again, I'm not a doctor, nor are you. I'm gonna have to look into this a little bit more, hit up some of my friends in in the in the industry to see what this means and if he's going through a lot of pain. Because now I'm curious, because now that's it's a new fear unlocked for me. New fear unlocked. Thoracic outlet syndrome. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, you just said it goes from the shoulder to like, it's like the... something between your collarbone and and like the your top rib, and they like yeah. use one of your ribs to. Yeah. I, don't... I work out all the time, Sam. That's yeah. I just as I'm getting older, you unlock new workout injuries. So I mean, I don't want that one. So yeah, Matt yeah. Harvey had it as well. Um, that's you know mm. basically ended the. St- streak of dominant Matt Harvey um, from when he was with the Mets. So that's a couple other players have had it. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, you know, you let Bryce Harper walk. You won't pay him. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hype coming up as a prospect, the year before they drafted Bryce Harper, and, you know, he's he turned out to be exactly what we thought he was going to be. And uh, you, you trade away Juan Soto because you can't pay him because you got to pay this contract and you – 
you know, um, not not what you want in Washington there, but you know, who, who's the GM World there? I know when he was drafted, and and the guy who put an innings limit on it was Mike Rizzo. I don't but know if he's the one that gave him this this contract. I don't know if there? Mike Rizzo is still there or not. Okay. I have no but idea. If he is, he's he's about to get fired. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. He's about to get fired. I'm I not wishing it on him. I'm just telling you that's what's gonna happen. I you think have when you're on a hook for seven years and two hundred forty-five million dollars, yeah. Nah, you, yeah, you're getting when, when you want to sign a pitcher with injury history to a quarter of a billion dollar contract, yeah. But when you reach out to the insurance company to get, you know, backup in case, you know, he can never pitch again, the quote premium would be extremely high. And even if a club and a company could have an agreed upon policy given Strasburg age and injury history, it, you know, it would be way too pricey. I think that's probably reason to not give someone a guaranteed quarter of a billion dollars but as you mentioned good for him yeah 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 let's uh, let's lead into other hype uh you speaking you of introduced hype, me into a, yes. a young man and then you it was just two days ago that you told me about this young man and today well when you guys hear this it'll be the day after but when we're recording this this young man got called up Sam introduced the world to him as you introduced me to him. Yeah, the Cincinnati Reds finally called up their number one prospect, and I think the number four prospect in all of baseball, Ellie De La Cruz. This dude's like super tall, super fast, and hits the ball ridiculously hard. Since StatCast uh, became a thing in like 2015, he has, even counting minor league data, he has like some of the hardest hit balls ever. And there was just a video of him in AAA going from from home plate to third base in under eleven seconds on a you know a error play or whatever in the outfield, and he made it to third base. And so basically, what you're saying is he's me. Okay, I got it. I there got you it. go. Yeah, if you were like a foot taller and yeah, 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 could hit the ball 117 miles an hour off the bat. Yeah, could, yeah. yeah. But anyway, get to know the name. He's a shortstop, third baseman, Ellie De La Cruz. Dude, they're playing the Dodgers tonight at home. And he's been in cleanup. I might have to find a way to watch that game tonight. Yeah. Just, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's nuts. Uh, 298, 1.3 OPS in the minors, 12 home runs, 11 steals in 38 games. Uh, dude's, a, dude's a freak. And the Reds have a great farm system. And there's more guys on the way. Their best pitcher got called up yesterday and pitched a gem, Andrew Abbott. So, yeah, stay, uh, know the name, man. Hopefully he... Uh, hands out to what all the hype's about because he's he's pretty good uh speaking of hype or not hype the nfl is investigating the indianapolis colts and uh one of their defensive backs isaiah rogers for possible violations of the league gambling policy hayes again another round of this is the third round of players hit with uh you know or looming suspensions based on making bets and my understanding of this situation is like the bets were like 25 50 bets um i don't know if he was betting on his team or what what was going on i didn't read too much into it but the team acknowledged this uh, acknowledged it on monday without naming rogers particularly and then rogers went on twitter and basically said he takes full responsibility for his actions so i know a couple lions players the last round got Suspended indefinitely. Jamison Williams, you know, uh, stud at University of Alabama. He he got six games. Uh, so, a, a one one uh, Commanders player got got uh, tacked to suspension too. So, yeah, I don't know if there, there's more, but it seems to be a, a problem in in the NFL. Guys betting either on their own teams, other football games, or just sports in general, which is you know against their policies. I don't understand why you as a professional athlete are betting on any sports especially when you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars if not millions of dollars do not put yourself into the line of fire of any of this but it's even more simplistic than this if you play in the sport don't bet on the sport 
bet on every other sport because they don't care if you bet on every other sport. Don't bet on the sport that you play in, that you went to school with several of these other guys that are playing on these teams that you may be betting for. And you might be like, hey, listen, uh, I got this much on it. I need you to get this certain amount of catches, right, or drop certain things like that. I need you to do something for me. Or you have other coaches on there. Like, just stop betting in your own sport. It's just dumb. Like, you guys haven't realized what happened to Pete Rose? Like, you're lucky. You're lucky that this is not happening to you in the NFL. Yeah. So yeah, I mean- stop, stop. Just stop. It's really simplistic. You you just stop. Bet on any other sport that is not yours. If you you really really need to bet, if not, don't bet at all. Period. Yeah. Um. Did did are you allowed to? I guess you are allowed to bet on other sports if you're in. The I NFL. believe you're. I believe I you're so. allowed to gamble on other sports because you have no influence in it. But you cannot bet on the NFL because you play in the NFL. And as I just alluded to, you have friends on other teams. These guys play college, uh, high school ball, uh, you know, travel ball with with other players and they have relationships, you don't think that they can't make put in a call and be like, yo, I need you to get, I know you're probably gonna get a hundred yards. I need you to get 99 for me, for me to hit. Like, yo, it's just, you know, and, and I'm not saying that that happens often. There's no proof to that, but the NFL doesn't even want you to do anything like that because they're protecting the shield. They know the integrity of it. Cause it, it what happens if you as a fan are betting Sam and you see that all of a sudden, like one of these these athletes bets and they post on the game like they're winnings, right? And you see like, oh wait, like, and then you do some investigating. And you like, wait, he bet on this person that's his friend that plays on this opposite team. Like, something's not right, right? The integrity. They already think the NFL is rigged. The scripts are out and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. We don't need anything else added to it. And here these guys are adding to it. So just don't bet. In your own sport, just bet other sports or don't bet at all. Yeah, it's a, you know, a $25 parlay is not worth potentially your career. It was a sixth round draft pick. He's, I think, because he's in his walk year. Mm-hmm. He was going up opposite. I think he started nine games last year. And oh, yeah, the other cornerback on his team is Stefan Gilmore. So, you know, um, that's, you know, that he was in a, a good position. And you know, is it worth a twenty-five dollar parlay? I don't, no, I don't think no. so. But I'm not. No, I'm not in that position. <laughs> listen, listen. You have friends. You have family. Have and give them the money and say, you know, I mean, if you just so happen to place a bet on something, you know, here you go. Don't bet yourself, you idiots. Stop betting with things attached to your name because they're gonna find out. Because the NFL, just like the NBA, pays a lot of money. To find out what you're doing to protect the shield. <laughs> there you go. The PSA from Brandon. Real quick, really good news in the NFL though. Mm-hmm. Damar Hamlin uh took took part in Bill's OTA this week. Or uh good. today, I think, Tuesday good. as we're recording. So he he had a helmet on, he was running drills, and as you know, he was cleared to play um after that, you know, um horrible injury was it did he have a heart attack was it a heart attack it was cardiac cardiac arrest yeah so to even you know to to be able to strap on pads again and do this is incredible and even as a jets fan here and eagles fan we don't like the bills but um definitely respect to uh to them and and to that young man because uh the uh, you know improbable and impossible happened so um, wishing a, a great next chapter in his career for him, definitely. I, other than that, yeah. I will say this. He should have been the Madden cover player this year, is what he should have been. He should have been the Madden cover player this year because he was literally the most talked about athlete last year. So, but instead, they gave it to Josh Allen, who uh, did he lead the league in interceptions? Uh, I mean, something like that. Uh, whatever. <clears throat> but yeah, go ahead, Sam, do what you're going to do. You're going to take us out of here. So, yeah, I don't know. Josh Allen probably wouldn't pick him there. But uh, yeah, but that's episode 100 of the Chasing Points podcast. Thank you so, so much for uh, sticking by us, whether you're new 
to the program halfway in or 100 episodes. We could not do this without uh, you guys listening and uh, wanting to hear what we have to say. So again, we appreciate it so much. Uh, you know, thank you. Thank you uh, for all the reviews and everything. Uh, ChasingPointsPodcast.com. You can check that out. And uh, that's it. So for Brandon and uh, Damon Harrison, my name is Sam. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, peace. I need to know what you guys order when you go to McDonald's. Because there is some people, there's fish fillet people, and there's quarter pounder with cheese people. And I need to know which one you are. I'm not going to ask Sam because I don't want to ruin our relationship and him tell me that he's a fish fillet person. Because if he does, this podcast will end with episode 100. So Sam, don't you answer because I don't want to know if it's that. I've never had a fish fillet in my life. Thank God. Uh, but I've, I I eat McDonald's. Sure, I've never had a fish fillet in my life. Okay, you're you're safe then. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but for those that don't, um, go do a detox. Clean clean your colon out. Probably got some fish fillet still stuck up in there with some cheese and all that stuff. You nasty pieces of yeah. Goodbye. Wow. <laughs>